Okay, we are learning Daf Samach, and we're right in the middle of a question that was raised. The Mishnah is talking about the types of things that a woman can go out with, and the Mishnah says that, that, that on a Daraisa level, she could go out with a ring, but Midrabbanan, she can't because we're scared she's going to show it to her friends. And the Mishnah mentioned an example of a ring that doesn't have a signet. The Mishnah was, was, was sounded like if it would have a signet on it, if it, would have the, um, it would also have that function, then she would be it would be biblically forbidden for her to go out with it. The reason being is because then it's not really just a ring, it's actually a burden. Uh, the reason it's a burden is because the ichor of the ring then is the signet, and she's like, she's carrying that thing, and uh, because it's like she's carrying that thing, it would be uh, forbidden on a Daraisa level. And the Gemara is questioning that from the fact that we learned um, in, another, in another location that one of the ornaments of women is... Um, is one of the ornaments of women is, is a ring, whether or not it has a signet or not. So there it sounds like a ring with a signet is still called uh, an ornament. And here we're saying that a ring without, an or, with, without the signet is called an, it's called an ornament, it's called a tashit, and it's much on a derisal level. But it's mashma. What we're learning here is that if it would have a signet, it would be also on a derisal level, it would be a burden. So the Gemara now gives us a second answer. For, um, we have four lines down from the bottom. Rava Amar, let's tell them Kitani. That Mishnah and Kalim, that a ring is called a tashit is talking about two different things. If the ring has a seal on it, tashit to ish, then it's only a tashit for a man. And it's only makabal tuma because it's a tashit, because it's an ornament. And the idea is that for a man, it's like nice for him. He's got a ring that's got a signet on it, and he uses it for the signet, and that's like something that he's all the time using. So for him, a fascinating svar, it's called a tashit. If he wears a ring with a uh, with a signet and it's makabel tumah because it's a tasher for a man, If it's not, it doesn't have a seal tasher to isha. In that case, it's a tasher for a woman. So everyone agrees, even the Mishnah Galim agrees that the signet ring is not considered to be a tasher for the woman. So if a woman go out would go out with a signet ring on Shabbos, she's chayvachatas because for her a signet ring is not a tasher. It doesn't adorn her. She's just interested in the jewelry. The jewelry. So what's it got to do with the signet? So for her, a signet ring is is forbidden on a daraiso level. She would be. It's considered that she's carrying it. For a man, it's not a burden. For a man, it's a tachshin. It's a fascinating idea that we split men and women like that. So for the man, the, 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 the ring with a, with a signet is a, is a, is a tachshin. For a woman, a ring with a signet is, um, is not a tachshin. And that's, and that's the way uh, the, Gemara, the Gemara rules. Says the Gemara now another answer. You're trying to ask on the questions of Tumah with the laws of Shabbos. It's not a comparison. There's a big difference between comparing the laws of Tumah and the laws of Shabbos. Tumah, in regards to Tumah, what's the criteria for Tumah? The Torah says anything that's Klimaisa, anything that's made to do something. Ukliu, so a ring that has a signet is definitely Makabal Tumah. It might not be technically, you know, an ornament, but even if it's not an ornament, it's definitely a, a, real, a real big Kli. And when the Mishnah and Caleb, according to Rav Nachman, was saying, that a ring, even with a seal, is makabal tumah. It didn't mean that it's really an ornament. Of course, you're right. It's only an ornament if it doesn't have a seal. If it's a seal, then it's more of a functionary kli and it's not considered like a tachshit. But in the laws of tumah, we were not that particular because who cares, who cares if you classify it as a tachshit or a regular kli and you say, oh, is it really a ring or is it really a signet? Either way, it's a kli maisa. That's the definition of a type of kli that's makabal tumah. So an ornament could be makabal tumah. Also something that makes a function could be makabal tumah. So in regards to the laws of tumah, we don't really care that much if it has a signet or we don't. However, Shabbos, in regard to Shabbos, that the whole issue is whether it's a burden. So in a love if it doesn't have a seal, so it's an ornament. So therefore, it's bottled to the woman's body. It's considered a part of her body. If it's part of her body, so it wouldn't be a problem for her to go out for it on a Daraisa level. It's only because she might show it off. But if it does have a seal, then it becomes the Icar as the signet. If the Icar is the signet, so then... 
it's considered like she's carrying it because it's no longer batal to her gulf, and it would be usher, um, it would be usher on a daraiso level. So we're coming out that, um, according to Rav Nachman Bar Yitzchak, that the Mishnah actually in Kalim was never trying to say, there was never an implication there to begin with, that actually a, a, a signet ring is a tashit. The truth is, it's not a tashit, it's just a kli, and we weren't that particular, because we're talking about the laws of Tumah, where, where it doesn't matter uh, to begin with, but in the laws of Shabbos, only a tashit will be bottled to the body, but the um, a regular kli will not, and that's what our Mishnah implies, that if the woman go out with the ring with a signet, in fact, she would be chayadachatis. Okay, said the Mishnah of the woman can't go out with a needle that doesn't have an eye. Um, in other words, a needle that has an eye, a sewing needle, that's a burden, that's a cleat she's totally carrying. But even, even one, a needle that, that doesn't have an eye, so that one is not, she's not chayav midaraisa, it's bottled to her body. We'll see in a second what it was there for. But um, it's, it's considered bottled to her body. But midarabana, we're scared that she might show it off. So the Gemara says, Lamai why is it bottled to her body? It sounds like we're saying she's not chayav with this needle. It's really bottled to her body, just with her own she might take it off. So what, what, what is, why does she have this needle there to begin with? She would use it to, to hold some hair. So what happens is, Rashi learns the Gemara means that she has a hair covering, but some, a few random hairs stick out, and she's going to tie the hairs around the needle, and then she sticks the needle into, into the hat. And the point of this is that the, the few hairs are no longer exposed. Um, so therefore, it's serving a purpose. It's serving a purpose to her body to help her hairs not be exposed. And that's why on a Dariza level, she's not carrying the needle bottle to her body. We're scared, though, that she might take it off. But says the Gemara, why, if it's true that that's what the needle is doing, is that it's holding a few hairs to make sure that they're not exposed. If that's what the needle is doing, it should be like the beerus, which is tar of its history, which you're allowed to wear on Shabbos. So what is it exactly? So it's something that holds the woman's stockings in place. So there, there, it's okay for her to, it happens to be that it's tahar because something that's serving a, another beged is not makabal tumma. Beged is makabal tumma, but here, it's just holding up the beged. That's basically what it is. So it's holding up a stocking. So, so, so it happens to be it's pure, but she's allowed to go out with it on Shabbos. So on a derisal level, for sure, you know, it's serving, it's making sure that her stockings don't fall off. That's good. But we're also, we're not scared that she's gonna, that she might take it off because obviously it's going her then her stockings won't be in place anymore. So the whole point is that anything that's that 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 that's there to keep something in place, we're not scared that she's going to remove on Chavez. That's mutter. So if it's true that the needle is being used to hold the stray hairs, so ask the Gemara. There's no way she's going to take it off and remove that. It's not sneas. And Rashi seems a very interesting point. Rashi seems to be learning that even those few stray hairs are a problem of Sneas, and that's the Gemara's comparison. The same way, the woman is not gonna, it's not gonna take off the, take off this thing that's holding up her stockings, so, so too, she wouldn't take off this pin. That's the comparison. And some of the posts sounds like, Sound Rashi's very, very stringent here with the laws of covering hair, that even these few stray hairs, other we shouldn't learn the Gemara differently, and they take a lot of issue with the way Rashi explains the Gemara. But that's the seems to be the way Rashi's learning the Gemara, that the needle is being used to, to hold a few stray hairs, and the Gemara is challenging. If that's what the needle is doing, then it shouldn't even be forbidden on the Rabban level because there's no way she's going to take that off. So the Gemara says, you're right. You know what? You're right. Ella, check Gemara, father, now shall come at your We got it wrong. You want to know what the needle is being used for? She puts her hair into two parts. She's parting her hair. So in other words, when she, she puts, she, she's going to comb her hair. So she puts the needle there to keep it, um, to keep it separate. So the Gemara says, but Shabbos my Chazi, no one uses such a thing on Shabbos. And the reason why they don't, Rashi says, because no women comb their hair on Shabbos. You're not allowed to comb your hair on Shabbos. And what's the reason? It sounds like because it might bring out hair 
He might be gozes. He might be sharing hair. So the needle is should be considered a burden because there's no woman for there's no reason a woman would have on Shabbos. The only reason is you use it when you, you use the needle when you comb your hair. But if you're not combing your hair on Shabbos, then there would be no reason why she would need it. So the Gemara says, "Amarava Tasha You know what's going on here? Really, it also has a little golden bar, uh, a little golden bar in the end. So it's always good. During the weekday, when when a woman is using is is is, is brushing her hair, so he'll she'll part her hair with it and the sharp put the sharp end, keep it in place. But Shabbos and on Shabbos, she puts the sharp end actually into her into her, her hat, and then the bar she like hangs down by her forehead, and it's actually like a tasha, it's like a piece of jewelry. So bottom line is, after all is said and done, that this needle is actually in ador- adorning her body. It's a tasha. It's got a golden a golden bar in the end. That's the reason why Midarai says she's allowed to go out with the Shabbos because it's adorning her body. But Midarabanan, we're scared that she might take it off and show to her, to her friend. Okay. Um, says the Mishnah. Man cannot go outside on Shabbos with the sandal, sandal hamasumar. That's got these nails that are stuck into it. So we're going to learn exactly. Uh, it, this is not a comfortable shoe. It's important. This is like a wooden sandal. And um, we're going to see why in the world the rabbis don't let a person uh, don't let a person wear this on Shabbos. We'll learn about why not in the Gemara. You also can't go out with one shoe. In other words, you can't go out with one shoe at all. Um, you know, nothing to do with whether or not it's got the nails and it's done. You can't go out with one shoe. Rashi says one of the reasons is that, that people might, might laugh at you. It might look weird if you're wearing one shoe and you might come to carry it. So therefore, it's also Midorabonan. That's only true if there's no wound that's on your foot. On your foot, because if you have a wound on your foot, then it's clear why you're not wearing the other shoe, and people are not going to make fun of you. You're not going to come to carry the other one. Velobit tefillin. A person can't wear go out with tefillin. We'll learn in the Gemara why you can't go out with tefillin. And you can't use an amulet if it's not proven to work. So an amulet that's proven to work, so that's baltazarati. It's protecting your body. That's okay. But an amulet that's not proven to work, um, so you're not allowed to go out with it. Because it's not necessarily protecting your body. Then you can't go out with all sorts of things that are used in war. Shirion, those are like protective gear. Blavikatsra, um, helmets, Lomagafayim, those guards at the bottom of your feet. With the bottom of your legs, we also have all these things you want. And we'll have to see why. And it's also to go out with these you know, war, war things on Shabbos. We'll learn about that in the Gemara. So all these things are not to our eyes. So uh, all of these things are only. Our only drop on it. So now we learn all about why these things are forbidden. So the Gemara focuses first on the first one. Sandal, I'm assuming my time. What's wrong with going out with this sandal, with this sandal that has nails in it? I mean, that's just the model of the shoe. You know, it's got the model of the shoe that it's got the sandals, that, that it's got the nails in it. So what is the problem? Why is that not different than any other shoe that you're allowed to go out with? Amar Shmuel, Shlavik Zerah, it was from the end. People got saved from the decree. What is this? They were once hiding in a cave. But Amr, they said, right, I guess this is Roman times. So they're hiding from the Romans. They said, anyone wants to come into the cave could come in. Anyone wants to leave is not allowed to leave. They were scared that, um, that if someone left, then the, the enemy might see them and figure out where everyone else was hiding. So they made a rule. If you want to come hide, you can come hide, but there's no leaving. You come in, you're here forever. What happened was, one of the guys was wearing his, his sandal a little bit backwards. So the footprint, because it was backwards, a footprint... Um, it looked like it was a person who was walking the opposite way. So really the person came in, but because he was wearing a sandal backwards, it looked like the footprint of somebody going out. So so they saw these footprints and they made a mistake. The people hiding, they thought that someone inside had left the cave. 
and they were scared that the enemies had seen the person leaving. And now the enemies are going to come kill them. So they were so scared of the enemies coming and killing them that they pushed it, they pushed each other. There was like a total um, panic inside the cave. And what happened was they killed more each other than the enemies did. Uh, more than the enemies killed them, they killed each other. So it all this started, this crazy story, this very sad, tragic story started from a sandal with a nail in it. So since it all said with a sandal and a nail in it, the Rabbana made a din, you're not allowed to wear these sandals on Shabbos. It has nothing to do with carrying. We're going to see you're not allowed to even wear them in the house. Nothing to do with carrying at all. Really nothing to do with our parak, to be honest with you. It's a little bit odd. It's a law. The rabbis don't want you on Shabbos to wear these sandals because of remembrance for this sad tragedy that occurred. Says the Gemara, Abilay ben Elazar Omer, there was a different version of how the story happened. Bamar and Yoshvin, they were hiding in the cave. They heard a noise on top of the cave. And they thought that the, the noise was the enemies capturing them, coming to capture them. So dog was of Azad, they pushed one another, it was a panic, they killed more each other than the enemies did. So um, so 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 they they, they were, and, it, and, it, and it sounds like and it sounds like this is something to do again with the sandals. What is yeah, what does it exactly have to do with the with, with the sandals? I guess when they were kicking each other or whatnot, um, they, uh, they, they, these sandals were, were, were being used. So it's, yeah, I guess so that's the point that it, um, since it was being used as part of, part of the tragedy, so we remember the tragedy by not wearing them. A third version, the they're actually in a shul. They heard a noise from behind the shul. And they thought it was the enemies come to catch And they killed more with each other with the stampede. And that's the point. I guess they're wearing these sandals and they killed each other. Uh, they killed each other with it. And therefore they said, that's it. No more with these sandals. At that time, he said, You're not allowed to wear these sandals with the nails on them on Shabbos. So the Gemara says, If this is the real reason, what does that have to do with Shabbos? We also on the weekday. If the Rabbana are concerned, you know, who knows what will happen if we let people wear these types of sandals, if this is going to happen again. So it should be also on any day of the week. So the Gemara says, The story happened on Shabbos. So there's different interpretations of what the Gemara means. So who cares the story happened on Shabbos? But if the Rabbanon are scared, it's going to happen again. And therefore they're saying, don't wear these types of, of shoes. It should be also all the time. Who cares when, you know, historically the incident happened? So there's something you should learn that Shabbos, we're not really scared that it's going to happen again. That's not the point of the Gemara. The point was that we want to remember, remember like the, 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 we want to remember it in a way that it's not going to fear people. Meaning we don't want society to be constantly like, plagued by this horrible association with these sandals. So anything that's going to be directly associated, if it would be a Shabbos, which is the day that it occurred, and someone's going to wear the sandal, everyone would get sad and anxious because, oh, you know, what's going to happen again? So they said on Shabbos, when it would be like, I guess, direct association with the tragedy, they said, don't wear those sandals. But any day of the week, the Rabbanon uh, weren't as concerned for people, for the, for the, for the emotions, because anyways, it's not directly uh, related to when the story happened. And on, on a regular day, they let people wear the sandals. It's very, very like, almost like backwards. It's not that the rabbis are saying, don't wear the sandals, if you wear the sandals, it's gonna happen again. It's that the rabbis knew people are gonna be very sad about the fact that the story happened. And the rabbis don't wanna create that extra pain and sadness. So therefore they're saying that on Shabbos, when the memory is very is, is right there and directly associated with the incident, don't wear shoes then, so that um, we won't be as pained by the memory. Says the Gemara, beyond the tree. So if that's true, it should be a It's not a Shabbos. Why do we learn in the Mishnah Beitzah? If you're allowed to send gifts and Yantif in funerals from whether they're sewn or they're not sewn, even if you can't, um, even even if they're not, you can't wear them in garments, but it's theoretically usable. It's theoretically usable, and you could send. 
um, garments on Yantif. You could send the gift. You're not allowed to send this sound on Yantif because it's totally unusable. Or an un- so in true, you can't send that as a gift to someone else on Yantif because it's totally unusable. Unusable that day. So what do we see? We clearly see you're not allowed to wear it on Yantif. But why? If the whole point we're saying you're allowed to wear it on a regular weekday is because the story only happened on Shabbos. So who cares if the regular weekday also happens to be Yantif? But it's not like the story on story with Shabbos. So the Mar says, well, Yantif is very similar to Shabbos. But Shabbos is my time. And what's the reason it's also on Shabbos? Shabbos is the day that people, people gather together. Meaning, the point is, it's a day of gathering. So so it's a day of gathering. So Yontif resembles Shabbos. So since Yontif uh, resembles Shabbos, so therefore, therefore the, the, the Rabbanon said, don't wear it on Yontif either. It says the Gemara, if that's what the variable is, whether people are gathering, so time to see Rabbanon, you can fast day, also people gather together. So people gather together, right? They come to shul, special davening on 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 Tainus Sibor. So it should also be asked to wear these sandals on those days. As the Gemara, my second one is The story happened on a day of gathering, which was also a day you, you're not allowed to go to work. It happened on like a a, a festive day when Malach was asr. But in the case of fasting, Kinufa that day, it's a day people are allowed to work. So it's not really like the day of gathering of Shabbos and Yantav. So at the end of the day, at the end of the day, um, at the end of the day, it's all about. On a Shabbos or Yantif, people might be reminded of the tragedy. So the rabbi said, don't, don't, don't wear it on Shabbos or Yantif. On a fast day, people aren't likely to be reminded of, the, of it because it's not exactly like it. And uh, therefore, therefore, the Rabbanon didn't um, legislate you can't wear it on a fast day. Now, we could think about this just to give a little bit of a background. There's a, the, the Gemara is going to bring this to a story in Chagiga. Chagiga, we learned this like, very strange halacha that you're not allowed to, the Mechatas, the, the Paraduma ashes, you're not allowed to transfer them on a boat. And the reason is, there's really no reason why you can, fundamentally, but we're scared. There was once a story around the boat, they found, dis- discovered some part of a body, and it was matame everything, of a dead body, it was matame everything, so they made, the rabbis just made the takana, and they said, you're never allowed to move the mechatas on a boat, you know, to remember the story. So there's a machlokas over there in the Gemara. Is it only in, 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 directly in a boat in the same river where exactly like the story happened, or is it now like a general rule that it's in all bodies of water in the world? So it's a machlokas there. So it seems like what we're saying here should depend on the machlokas there. In other words, when the rabbis legislate, don't wear the sandals, should we say only on Shabbos, because that's the way the story happened, or should we say now broadly, don't do it any time? You would think that that could relate to that machlokas. And the rabbis are going to say, don't carry the paraduma in a, over a boat, is that going to be only in the same river where it took place, or is it going to be in any river? So it's a machlokas, but the Gemara points out that it's not related to us. Even according to Rabbi who says that the Rabbanon did not ask the Mechatas, unless it's over the Yardin River in a boat, because that's exactly the way that the story happened. So you would say, so you would say, so if, if, if he's saying that, it, I'm sorry, so I said the wrong way, but like Rabbi Khanina, it's only exactly like the story that happened, only Dafka in the Yardin River. So you would say that maybe here it should only be Shabbos and not Yantif. In other words, according to that opinion, it's so rigid, it's so strict, it's only precisely like the way it happened. There, it's only in the Yardin River. So, so to should only be Shabbos, not Yantif. No, we could say, Hanmi, the Yardin, Shanim, Shanaharas. There, the Yardin is different than other rivers. Right? There's, there, there's, this, there's a distinction. There's a, not every river is the same. Everyone can understand there's a difference between different rivers. But people in their minds to, to, treat Shabbos and Yantif exactly like it. The only difference between them is whether you're allowed to cook food. So there, there, there's no real difference from saying, oh, only Shabbos is going to be also and not Yantif. So, bottom line is, once the Rabbanon are going to make this decree that on Shabbos not to wear the sandals, so they include Yantif in the prohibition over there where the story happened when they were crossing the Yardin and the Yardin is clearly a different type of, of body of water than other bodies of water it's they're e- easily distinguishable so that maybe there's one opinion that the rabbis only legislated it for the Yardin River but here where Shabbos and Yontif are virtually the same and no one's able to tell the difference between the two so the rabbis included Yontif in the prohibition 
Okay, now the Gemara continues with kulas about these laws of wearing these sandals. This halacha, you're not allowed to wear them. It's only if the nails were there to lechazik to strengthen the, the 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 shoe. So what does it mean to strengthen the shoe? So there would be a, there's leather on the top and there's wood on the bottom. So 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 sometimes right. And obviously they would stitch the two parts together, but the nails could could be mechazik. They could they could make it stronger. So if they're if they're there lechazik, then it's forbidden. Avolinai. But if the nails are just decorative, then it's okay. What's the difference? So Ash explains because the Rabbanon only made the decree against the sandals that were like the sandals of that story. The sandals of that story were the ones that were done to strengthen the, the, the sandal, which is obviously, Rashi says, even the more common reason why it's there. But if you have a weird type of sandal shoe where the nails are only there as beauty, it might be a rare occurrence, but if only there's beauty, then it's okay. And we're going to see in the Gemara, it's not just a question of why they're put in. It's actually a difference in the very style. So it's like almost like a different shoe. The rabbis only ushered it in the shoe that was in the story. The shoe that was in the story was, was modeled in a way that it should strengthen the, 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 the stitching of the two parts of the shoe. That's the shoe that's ushered. But if the nails are there, but just as decorative purposes, I mean, they're clearly different type of design, then it's okay. So the Gemara says, Kamalanai, how are we able to tell that it's only beautifying it? So in other words, it has to be clear that it's only there for beauty and not to strengthen the strength. In it. So what the Gemara is trying to figure out, like, what's the most number, what's the greatest number of nails that can be in the sandal that we're going to say, oh, it's still only beautifying it. But obviously there's going to become a certain threshold where past that, it's clearly lechizik. So which one is it? How, so Amalei, uh, I'm sorry, so the Gemara says, five in this one and five in this one, meaning a maximum of five. More than that, it's, it's already, it's not clear that it's for, for beauty, it's, it might be for chizik and it's awesome. No, you're allowed seven in this sandal and seven in the second sandal. Okay, says the Gemara, let me explain to you where the nails are. According to me that it's five, you have two on each side of the sandal. And again, this is just decorative, right? Totally, uh, total, totally decorative. So you get two on each side, and one in the back, where it ties together. Um, so you get, that was like the, decor- the decoration the way it was. Rabchanino, who says that seven are mutter, three on each, and one in the back. That's the way the decoration looks. That's totally mutter, but more than that um, is not okay. So the Mars says, mates, we have some Rabbi Yochanan, San Lonota. What does a person do if they have a sandal where the, where, where the, the bottom, it's like, it's, it's totally uneven. It's leaning on one side. So you want to put in nails to keep it even, but are you allowed to do that? Because you're not allowed to wear a sandal that's got nails in it. So what you do is also sheva. It's fine. You only make seven nails. Different Rav Nelson. Nelson says it's okay if you only make seven, because because then right it's not it's not like the sandal hamusmar here. It's not going to be like sandal hamusmar because there's only seven. Rebbe Matar shows Rebbe's Matar up until thirteen nails. So Bishlam Rebchanina Rebchanina earlier said seven is mutter. Rav Nelson called Rav Nelson. said only five is mutter. Anything that's more than five. Is Asr, Damakman, who's he going like here? Botanam hold that you could use more than five nails. One saying seven, one saying 13. But everybody agrees that that more than five is okay. So who does he go like? Says the Gemara, who Damakman, he goes like, the time says, right, so you know, how much mutter only with five nails, mutter, Sheva, Asr, it's got seven. So it is Asr. So it ends up that there's three opinions here. It looks like whether, again, you're not allowed to wear sandal with, 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 with nails, but we're saying that's only if it's the style where the nails are lachazik, but where the style where the nails are decorative, then it's okay. And we're trying to figure out what is the maximum number that we get away with where it's clear that it's not lachazik, uh, it's just lanoi, or it's just to make it even. So we have a machlokas. If it's more than five is a problem, more than seven, or more than 13, those are the three opinions. How do we rule? You are soon as Rabbi Yochan, you Rabbi Yochan, you like Rabbi Yochan, only five nails in what they're not, but we, uh, so we are allowed to allow up to Seven says the Gemara. We never knew Ravashi Chavashma. What's the halacha with five? Are you allowed to do it? I'm a lay. Ravashi said, "Avidu sheva mutter." Even seven is mutter. 
Teshamai, what about nine? Amalea, Filishmona, Osir. Even eight is Osir. So you had seven, that's the halachas, not more than seven. Says the Gemara Balminehu, Aswanamiramami, Tefarmi Bifnimahu. What happens if um, he's stitching on, 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 on the shoe on the inside of the sandal? What's the halachas? He's putting all this leather into the sandal and he's sewing it inside. So is it, here's the question. Is it, are you allowed to wear it like this? Once you do that, does it make it mutter to wear the sandal? And again, it has nails, but the point is, is it's still like the model. In the model in the story, it was the wooden one um, that was more of a sandal. Here, you're making it more like a shoe. So even though it's got the nails, but if it's a different association, it's not going to be a problem. So is it a mutter if you stitch, if you're if, if in the, into it all this leather? So I'm going to mutter, it's mutter. He said, I don't know why. You don't know why? Because once you shoot, you saw all the stuff inside, so now it's considered a shoe, it's not a sandal. It sounds like the Rabbanon. The Rabbanon only goes there not to put the, nail, the nails in a sandal. The middle goes Rabbanon. They were never goes there anything on a regular shoe. And again, because the whole point is the association with the story. So if it's directly that model that was used in the story, so the Rabbanon held it was Asher. But if, um, but if it wasn't the same one that was used in, in, in that story, then it's not a problem. Continues the Gemara. What if the nails are a little bit different? Um, so it's got like, the, 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 you have two, there are two heads that are very sharp and it's like you bend them down in a curved way and you put both ends into the sandal. So a kalabas in, in, here in the Gemara means like a tong, it's like two ends. So it's not like a straight nail going into the shoe. It's, a, it, it's again, it's fashioned differently. Does that make it mutter? And the, the questions here in the Gemara is, not that fundamentally there's anything different about the issue, but maybe since it's not the same model, the same way the nails are put into the sandal in the same way, so it's not going to resemble the old model. So, Amalei, Mutter, it's Mutter, it's not the same thing. You make it with like the nails, like the tongs, Mutter, it's Mutter, it's not the same thing. Let's say the entire bottom of the shoe is covered with nails, that's okay. Why? Because why would a person do that? You don't want any, you don't want to get close to the ground. You don't want the wooden part to get even close to the ground. So you're covering the entire thing with nails. Mutter, that's mutter. Because again, same thing. It's not the same model. The model that they had, the nails were there to strengthen and strengthen it. But here where you're doing it differently, where it's covering the entire thing, that is mutter. So it's like very, it ends up like an ironic thing. You're allowed to do a li- not so many, like five, seven, 13. You're allowed to do tons. It's in the middle where it's a problem because that resembles the model of the story. Man can't go on Shabbos with this sandal. Moreover, you can't even walk from one house to another house wearing that sandal. Can't even wear it from one bed to another bed, even inside of a house. It's not mostly you're allowed to move it to cover a cleavless mukar mita or to support uh, the bed with it. It's an interesting thing. Why is it not muksa? It's a klisha matzalisar. So a klisha matzalisar you're allowed to um, use for a different reason on Shabbos. And that's why you're allowed to move it around. Rab Shimon Oser, he even answers that. He says even more, you're not allowed to do, move it around at all because you might come to wear. Nashur so let's say the majority of the sandals have already fallen out. Now only four or five nails are left. Mutter, now it's mutter. Because no, and now it's not doesn't resemble the, the, the sandal, the story. For Rabbi Matar, Rabbi was mater wearing the sandal even if it has up to seven. Now earlier, Rabbi was saying 13 here, he's saying up to seven. The Gemara will talk about that stira. Let's say you cover the bottom with leather. And he puts nails to the top. Mutter. That's mutter. Because it's very different than the, than the one. So they weren't, they, than the one in the story. So, if you put it like tongs, 
or then it's like a bark. So the whole thing is covered with nails. So you're doing that so that so it's not exposed to the ground. Mutter, it's mutter. So that last falach of the bride. So it's exactly like Rav Shisha said that if it's totally covered with nails, then there is no problem. So now the Gemara goes back to a question. Hagufakasha. The bride itself is, is a question. I'm not sure. So first you say you could wear it if a majority of the nails fall out. Even if there's a lot of nails that remain, as long as it's less than half, it's mutter. But then the bride says that if it's four or five nails that are left, then it's mutter. But if it's more than five nails, you're not allowed to wear it, even if most of them are falling out. So what happens if most of them are falling out, but it's more than five that remain, is it mutter or is it not? So Amar Avshesh is low cash. It's not a difficulty. Khan, here is the case where they just um, wore, or got worn, so now the, 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 they're still there, just they got more worn. So therefore, it's mutter. Um, um, so it's in other words, it's clear in this case, right? It's clear that there were many more nails. And it's not the way you know it was it was originally. So that's so that's mutter if, if there's more than half that fell out. But Kanchinekru, but in the case where where it's completely taken out, if there and then someone who looks at it can't tell that there ever were the nails there to begin with, there's only mutter four or five. So it's a very simple point. If the, if they've fallen out completely, then it's only going to be mutter uh, four or five because more than that, no one's going to know that it, you know that 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 that, that, that it used to have more. But if they're still there, something's still there. Um, then it's mutter, as long as um, as long as Rovavit Rovavit has five. Now the Gemara doesn't like the language that we said. Arba chamesh mutter. We said four or five. It's mutter. Asher chamesh If even five is mutter, Arba mivayin. Certainly only four is mutter. Why does it say four or five? So Amar Achista Arba misatin katan chamesh misan legal. It depends. Four nails could be for if it's a small one. Five if it's a big one. Says the Gemara, Rebbe Matar Cheva. He said in the price of Rebbe's Matar, up until seven nails are left. I have Altani said in the price before, Rebbe Matar Shosh is 13 nails. So the Gemara says, No, Tashaini. The case uh, uh, was different over there if it, if, it was, if, if it was the sandal that was leaning, right? That case is different. Why is it different? Because there, there it's clear that the extra nails aren't, aren't strengthening the sandal. So it's not like the one that was in the story. That's where we were making up until 13. But in one that's not like that, it just happens to have um, it happens to have nails in it. Then it's only mutter up until seven. Says the Gemara: Once you say that, that an uneven sandal could have more than the even one, because the uneven one, it's like clear why you're allowed to have more. So it's not a kashan Rabbi Yochanan either who said that only five are mutter because not they're shiny. You could say that the, the the leaning one is different because it's it's, it's clear, and um, he would agree that seven, even seven, are mutter in that case. Earlier we had a kashan Rabbi Yochanan that he said five, and now we're saying other people are saying seven. We could say that generally in a regular one, no more than five, more than five is mutter. But 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 in an uneven one, even even seven could be okay. Now we had a machlokas before about you know, everyone agrees you're not allowed to wear the the sandal, but could I carry it around? And the question was maybe you're going to come to. Where? So the Chacham said yes, but we had one Tana that said no. So Amar of Masra, Amar of Rabbi Chayi, Bar Masra, Amar of Masra, in Allah, we have Lazarus Shimon. We don't pass in like Rabbi Lazarus Shimon, rather like Basma like Tana Kamo, that you couldn't move the Sandal. So the Gemara says, of course, Yachar of Rabbi, Allah of Rabbi. Whenever there's Machlusini Yachar of Rabbi, Allah is like the Rabbi. Why do we have to say Allah doesn't go like Rabbi Lazarus Shimon? The Gemara says, Mah, the Timmy, you might have thought Mustafa Tana of Lazarus Shimon, you might have said he's saying good. You may have said what his reasoning is very clear that if you let a person move it around, they might wear it. So we should pass him like Kim Kamashmalan that we do not. Amar Avchia. Now suddenly we get an even more cool dick. You love the Karli Bavlai Shari Yisri. If not for the fact that people are going to call me the guy from Bavl who's Matir things, Sharino Tuva, I would be Matir even if it has a lot more nails in it. See, he's scared of being called names, but otherwise he holds that um, it could be decorated with nails even if it has a lot of nails. 
he holds it could be okay. So the comma, how much would he be been Matar with Mudisa Amr Nasr Ba'arba even up until twenty-four? So Amr Nasr Batartin uh twenty two. I'm not remember who is who. From the time he came from Bedusa to Surah, he lost two. So that's why in Pumbadisa they had twenty four. In Surah they had twenty two. So the, 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 the saying goes that he told he came to Pumbadusa, he lost two. So the point is that you're gonna remember that in Surah they were only Matar twenty two, whereas in Pumbadisa they were Matar even more uh to have twenty four nails in it.